In its quest to provide an open forum for discussion of controversial issues, this station allows hosts and their guests to express themselves without any significant censorship. You are advised that any view expressed by the host or their guest are not necessarily the views of the owners or management of Toginet Radio, Togi Entertainment, or the Owners Group, Inc. Motherhood Incorporated proudly presents Military Mom Talk Radio, live on Toginet.com. Co-hosted by Tina Gonzalez and Sandra Back, the owner of Motherhood Incorporated. Military Mom Talk Radio is here with a powerful platform for women to discuss their ideas, issues, and concerns with respect to the military lifestyle. Military Mom Talk Radio encourages you to share your experiences of being a military wife and mother. This show is dedicated to educating your family about the resources that are available in both the public and private sector. And we'll be sharing helpful information from women around the world. We'll cover everything military, from helping a family member cope with post-traumatic stress disorder, to navigating government programs dealing with family issues, to the struggles of deployment, along with being a working mother, both in and out of the home. This is Military Mom Talk Radio, and here are your hosts, Tina Gonzalez and Sandra Beck. Hey, Military Moms, this is Sandra Beck, and I'm here today with Robin Boyd. Robin, are you getting any snow up there? (laughs) Finally, I think we're done. I think we are finally done with snow. Thank goodness. I don't know. I think it might be coming your way because my mom and dad today in Buffalo said uh, they got about three inches. Well, it it snows in Buffalo until July 4th. We all (laughs) (laughs) No, only until June. Just until June. I don't remember any fireworks and snowsuits, but I do remember it snowing in June. Yeah, we, um, well, you know, we we have had April snowstorms, but it's it's not very common. We had a mild day today. It wasn't, it wasn't shirt sleeve weather, but it was certainly much better. Um, It's it's that gray, gloomy kind of, um, right now, the gloomy, not quite leaves yet, but not quite snow anymore, so it's that kind of barren-looking Spring. We we yeah, haven't had much of a mud season though, so. Oh, that's good. But we yeah. have a glorious sunny day in Southern California. Yay! And um, I was <laughs> to tell you my my pool story this weekend. Okay. <laughs> um, so, <laughs> well, you know, since the divorce and since I've been living on my own, I can't afford a lot of the service providers um, that I had in the past. One being a pool man. So I open mm-hmm. up my pool and it's like bright green, and I you know get on the internet and I throw all this stuff in there, you know, to to kill whatever's growing in there and. Brush it down like a good little pool girl, and um, I was told by the internet to keep cleaning the filter like every couple hours. So mm-hmm. by the third time, I took this big filter apart. You know, you have to take this big lid right. off. You got to hose thing, it yeah. out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's really dirty, yucky work. Um, I did it in a bikini though, so that I didn't, you know, after the first set of dirty, wet, slimy clothes, I'm like, okay, I can just hose myself down. <laughs> And um, But by the third time Rob putting this top back on, I was like, oh, forget it. You know, I don't think this band is that important. And then there was like three little parts left over. I'm like, oh, you know, I'll just put them on the next part. Oh, no. Oh, well, I was, I put the band on and I tightened it a little bit. You know, the girdle, I think it's yes. called in the manual. Yeah. Well, I went back in my office to work on some blogs and to do the billing and, you know, just clean up some things in my office. And I hear this like, boom, and something hit the side of the house. I thought like something fell from the sky, like a part of a plane or, yeah. you know, a meteor or something. <laughs> and 
you know, and I like, uh, but I was on the phone, you know, with a client. So I'm like, oh, crap, I wonder what that was. And then like 15 minutes later, I look out and I'm like, why is there a foot of water out of the pool? <sighs> Couldn't figure it out. So I go run over the side of the house and what had blown off <laughs> was the top of the filter, and since the pump was pumping it, you know, going full bore, it was just pushing the water out. Um, But the only good news about that was that, like, when I read to the end of the directions, which, of course, I didn't read, it was like, oh, you have to siphon off a third of the pool water. (laughs) Oh, yeah. And I did that naturally. Yeah, yes, there you go. <laughs> yeah. But that thing, I mean, it hit the side of the house. It was like getting hit. I thought I thought somebody shot a gun or something fell out of the sky. It was that big of a thump. You can uh, start a new side business now. This is your new avocation is pool, <laughs> opening up pools for people now that you know how. <laughs> I don't think so. It's still green. It's still green it takes today. A, yeah, it takes a while. You have to do that shock. We we used to do it. We I, I grew up. My We had a pool when I grew up. And uh, we used to do it, and it's that that shock stuff. And like you say, you you change the filter, and you, um, it it just takes a while. And it, it sometimes it depends if you've got a lot of rain that comes, then the the chemical the pH balance is different. Do you have the little thing to test for the pH? I did, I did. I, I yeah. had that little like science experiment kit, but yeah. I like cheap yeah. I went and bought these little strips that you just stick in the water, mm-hmm. and you know, it's it's um. Yeah, I don't know. I don't, I don't think it's going to be my forte. I got to be honest with you there. <laughs> when I grew up on a lake, so we just jumped in the water as long well, as it sure. was, you know, not bone chilling cold. But even when it was bone chilling, we went in. Yeah, we. Um, I I got kind of spoiled. I I really liked having a pool, but um, I didn't like ponds that had slimy bottoms. That was the only thing. I wouldn't mind a lake, but the the ones that were a little more shallow, I got pretty spoiled in my pool. So. Well, you know, it's so funny, you know, we talk about being spoiled and, you know, it's a good segue into our topic today because, you know, we're talking about financial help for military families. Right. And, um, as you know, when we don't have money, we swim in a pond. <laughs> when we do have money, we swim in a pool. Um, but uh, it all takes money to do these things. And, you know, in this day and age, I mean, Everywhere I turn, it's like I haven't met or talked to somebody who has been like, oh, yeah, I'm flushed with money and, oh, everything's fine. I mean, there's not one person that I can think of in all the people I know that are satisfied financially right now. It, it is true. And I think in this economy, everybody finds what is important and the things that they are going to budget and the things that they can forego. Um, and there are some, some luxuries that everybody kind of thinks twice about now. Um, that's just the nature of our, of our economy. And it is. Sometimes it is. Sometimes it's a good thing and sometimes it's just uh, a stress that you think, all right, who is who is not thinking clearly here to, to make life so difficult? But, um, yeah, it, it's true. I think everybody is, is struggling. Businesses, I know, um, we have an awful lot of small businesses in our community, and I do uh, program books when, when there are events and whatnot, and, of course, we have the local businesses chip in and, and be sponsors. And everybody's had to say, you know, I used to do a, a larger ad. I'd like to do a smaller ad this year. and. Um, I'm finding everybody across the board is having some challenges. But I think with some creative advice, um, I'm sure that we can make the best of what we have. 
Well, that's the one thing, you know, that I wanted to talk about because, you know, we, Rob, you and I work on a lot of things for motherhood and, you know, we put these reports out and everything Mm. is gloom and doom and, you know, and it's true. It is very difficult right now for everybody, you know, so anybody listening in, you know, I want you to know you're not the only one that's struggling financially. But the one thing that I've loved seeing is the way that families have been pulling together, at least in my circle, um, you know, to share child care. You know, whereas mm-hmm. everybody used to pay for independent care in their home, now there's a lot more, hey, will you pick my kid up? We watch my kids. These days I know I share child care with, like, you know, sometimes two or three other moms where I'll be like, I'll take your kids on this Friday if you will take my kids on this time. Sure. You know, a lot of what it used to be like, like I've gotten to know my, not my neighbors so much, but I've gotten to know um, the parents of my kids um, friends, yeah. Yeah, friends more based on need, whereas in years prior, I just always paid for everything. And when you pay for everything and you have everything independent, there's really no need to kind of get together and talk. And, you know, recently one of my uh, son's friend's mom called me and she's like, you know, can I borrow two of your life jackets if that's okay because we want to go on vacation. And she's oh, like, I just yeah. don't have like an extra 100 bucks to buy these two life jackets for water skiing. And I was like so happy to do that for her. And, you know, and I said, look, I've got all this water gear. Why don't you take it with you on your vacation? Well, she's so happy. And then in return, she's like, oh, by the way, my family has a place in Havasu, Lake Havasu. And she's like, maybe in, you know, May or June, you'd like to come out with me for the weekend. And she's like, I could take you for, you know, away for, and I was like, that would have never happened years prior. Right, right. You know, that whole trading of um, services and trading of, of, um, you know, just different, it's just a different way of doing business and it's a different way of relating in this economy. It is. It is. We uh, are in a very barter-based kind of community. We we are um, always, do, well, I'll do this for you if you can do that for me kind of thing, which is wonderful. But I think you're right, it is even more so now. Um, but there again, that's where um, someone like Josh's experience is going to help us make the best out of what we do have. Absolutely, absolutely. And I think, you know, when I look at the resiliency that I learned, you know, from living in rural Buffalo or outside of rural Buffalo, mm-hmm. um, growing up and you're in a rural community, it's amazing how resilient people can be and absolutely. how much we can, you know, it's like I've had to scale back something like 80%. Um, when I go from, you know, what, uh, what I was spending, you know, like three or four years ago versus what I spend and what my overhead is today. Mm-hmm. And what's funny is there's not really anything that I can tell you I missed that much except maybe going on a vacation or going on a trip every now and then. Yeah, yeah. Like a trip to New England? Yes, to come see you. <laughs> oh, Robin, and speaking of, you know, when I think of New England, I think of brown and gold leaves. Mm-hmm. Uh, when our guest comes on, uh, we have Josh Garcia um, from uh, First Financial Consulting Company. I'm going to give him a hard time because he went to Valparaiso University. Are you oh. familiar with Valparaiso? <gasps> He's a brown and gold crusader. And yeah, when yeah, I went to... Yeah. Northwestern, and we had that awful, ugly, you know, purple and white uniforms. I don't know <laughs> whose were uglier, Valparaiso's or um, Northwestern's. We can take our pick on that. Yeah, really. <laughs> what was yours? What was your university's mascot? It was, I don't know what the, whether, I think it was a gull, to tell you the truth. I don't remember what the mascot was. It was um, Endicott College in Beverly, Mass., and it was uh, some 
seagull because it was right on the ocean. So I'm I'm thinking there was isn't that terrible that I don't quite remember, but we're talking seventy um, something. I was there, so yeah, in the seventies, long time ago. But a I, long so time I ago. think it was uh, I think it was a gull. All right. Well, you're going to look that up on the break. We're going to come back and we're going to talk about Spartans and Crusaders and the stupid Northwestern wildcats with their ugly purple mugs when they could be cool Arizona wildcats with their cool colors. There you go. Um, My name is Sandra Beck. I'm the host of Military Mom Talk Radio along with Robin Boyd, and we will be talking about uh, financial help in our segment after the break. Are you a military mom looking for help in dealing with the system? Keeping the home fires burning. That's what we're here for. It's Military Mom Talk Radio with Sandra Beck and Tina Gonzalez. And we'll be right back after these. Christian work-at-home moms, here is your own show on Toginet. It's CWAM, Christian work-at-home moms with Jill Hart and Diana Ennett. Thursdays at 10 a.m. Central on Toginet. Um, I'd love to share with you just a little bit about how CWAM can help you, whether you are new to the work-at-home world and just starting out your search, or whether you've been working at home for a while and are looking to grow your business. Jill Hart is the founder of Christian Work-at-Home Moms, CWAM.com, and co-author of So You Want to Be a Work-at-Home Mom. Jill has worked from home from 2000 and started her home-based business to assist other Christians who desire to work from home while maintaining a godly life. And Diana Ennett with virtualwordpublishing.com. I really, truly want to see you succeed, want to share the joy that I have in being home with my kids and being able to build my own business. And she's ready to help you now. Christian Work at Home Moms with Jill Hart and Diana Anna. Thursdays at 10 a.m. Central on Toginet. Is there more living for you to do? Yes. Start living inspired. Be here for Living Inspired with Trisha Goyer. Thursday afternoons at 4, 3 p.m. Central on toginet.com. Trisha will dig deep into topics that matter most to women, inspiring women to make a change in their own lives and to make a difference in the world, and maybe even deep within their own hearts. Trisha is a wife, mom, speaker, family expert, and author of 24 books. For more information on Trisha and Living Inspired, go to her website, trishagoyer.com. That's T-R-I-C-I-A-G-O-Y-E-R.com. Trisha's vision is to be the voice of hope and possibility for women of all ages. Her intention is to serve ordinary women by encouraging extraordinary things with God's help. Trisha expresses real life, real hope for real women. Is there more living for you to do? Yes. Start living inspired. Living Inspired with Trisha Goyer. Thursday afternoons at 4, 3 p.m. Central on toginet.com. Welcome back to Military Mom Talk Radio on toginet.com. Covering topics to help on the home front with help from those who know how the system works and how to work the system. It's more fun than a sale at the BX. Now, let's get back to it. It's Military Mom Talk Radio. Here again are your hosts, Tina Gonzalez and Sandra Beck. Hey, Military Moms, this is Sandra Beck, and I'm here with Robin Boyd. Robin, did you find your college mascot? (laughs) 
<laughs> I briefly looked. It, I, it is a gull in there, but, but when I was there, we didn't have like a gull, there. like a seagull. Seagull, yeah, because we were on the ocean. We're right on, right in Beverly Mass's uh, little harbor. There it was. A, it's a very pretty campus. Very, very oh, pretty campus. My so. wildcat would so just chew your gull to pieces. <laughs> Well, I don't know. We get like vultures, you know. We get those uh, um, kind of predator things going, so we'll have to challenge each other. We will challenge each other. Well, I guess, you know, from time to time I do, you know, get into my college football. Um, and <clears throat> the thing that I love about our guest today, you know, one of many things, but he went to Valparaiso University, and um, they, Valparaiso, I don't know, Robin, if you're familiar, they unveiled a new mascot last year, and it no, was in a lot of the different um, periodicals that I read, <laughs> not so much because of the sports aspect of it, but because of the way they crafted, um, you know, this mascot. And they literally put, um, like, the old mascot, this crusader, you know, like the old crusader, right. was clearly male. And so in this new one, the crusader's gender is hidden behind a mask so that anyone oh. can identify with the mascot, regardless of not only your gender, but your background. Oh, for goodness sakes. Well, wasn't yeah. that very politically correct? <laughs> well, it gets even better. It's like the old mascot used to have its fists up because I love that. You'd be like, ooh, I'm going to punch you. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, nope, now he's got a shield. And the shield represents the common set of eight characteristics and values that are found in the Valpo community. And oh. um, they're like the freedom to inquire, purpose-driven, service-minded, truth-seeking, being humble and compassionate. I mean, all really good things. But I was like, this is football. We want our fists up. That's right. <laughs> we can't go out on a football field and just sort of all negotiate. I know. <laughs> it's like, okay, let's plow this other guy down here. Right. <laughs> right. It's like, excuse me, we, do we have the same common values? I have freedom to inquire. And then it's just like cackle punch. Yes. And um, so, I don't know. I just get a kick. I get a kick out of college athletics. And um, I'm just so happy that... Josh is um, from Valparaiso because at Northwestern we used to make fun of the brown and gold down there. And no. I don't know. Well, you better get him on and let him Wait. have his say on this. Yep, yep. We'll let him take his pot shots at Northwestern. So, uh, <laughs> Josh, are you there? Yes. Hello. <laughs> Hi, right Josh. Away. Hi, Hi your brown and Robin. Gold. How are you? <laughs> So why don't you, Josh, tell us a little bit about yourself and why you are qualified to come on Military Mom Talk Radio and talk to us about finances. Okay, I will be happy to do that. Um, I had no idea, just let me first say that I had no idea that my university had recently changed its mascot. <laughs> No, that's why I'm here. Yes. I graduated way back in uh, 2000, so back then I guess we didn't have as much um, political correctness in terms of what the mascot (laughs) should be doing. But uh, anyways. um, Isn't it amazing to think what what went into that whole change, how many men and women hours were were spent (laughs) just to make that decision that kind of blows you away? It's why the alumni office keeps calling me for a donation. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. You gotta pay for that. Yeah. You gotta pay for that. 
that ugly uniform. I'm just going to say it out there. It looks <laughs> like a spazzed out Trojan. Looks like a it's US not Trojan. pretty. I'll tell you that. Yeah, it isn't, and it's scary without a face. It's like I don't understand the reasoning by it, but it's like you know now it just looks like I don't know something out of Scream. <laughs> I'm going to have to take a look at that after this. But it doesn't sound promising, but uh, I don't know. This is coming from a Northwestern uh, grad. So we'll yeah, have to big see. fat eggheads up there with their ugly purple and white uniforms. It's hard to be tough and purple. Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, first of all, let me just say, uh, Sandra and Robin, that thank you for having me on the program today. I appreciate that. Um, uh, I think your question was, is uh, you know, kind of give a little bit of background in terms of qualifications to talk to the military moms that are listening. Uh, Let me just give you a little bit of a background. I am a fee-only financial advisor with a firm here in uh, Pasadena, California called First Financial Consulting. Uh, For those of for those listeners who don't know, fee-only is kind of a different term that is not often associated with financial advisors, which basically just means we don't sell anything like a stockbroker or an insurance agent would. So our our big advantage we bring is that we can uh, offer complete objectivity to help people achieve their goals. The reason why I wanted to come on the show today is because I spent over six years on active duty as an Air Force officer, so I I have a good sense of um, some of the unique challenges that are facing military families. And now that I'm out in the civilian world, this offered a great chance to kind of help out by providing some financial advice. So... That is great. We're so glad to have you here today. And i got to tell you, when I looked at the questions for today's show, you know, that first one that comes up, like, you know, about having an emergency fund, what is an emergency fund? Sure. I don't know about you, Robin. My emergency fund lately is my dad. <laughs> <laughs> Bank of Bob. We just go to Bank of Bob. I need oh. some money, Dad. I need some help. Well, you know, Robin, that's, you know, it. It's certainly uh, a lot of people are in that same boat, and uh, it's not always a bad thing to have, as long as you have family that are willing to help you out like that, it's it's not necessarily a bad thing. They usually charge you a little less interest than you can get in elsewhere. Oh, yeah, zero, the, yeah, yeah. the dad price. <laughs> Bank of Bob, you know, anybody who wants to call Bank of Bob, it's in uh, upstate New York, just outside of Buffalo. You can get a zero interest loan, and you don't have to pay it back until you're dead. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Well, it sounds like you got a pretty good system there. <laughs> but so what is an emergency don't have a dad, fund? Like, what should we be doing for an emergency fund? <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, I don't have a I didn't know you were going to ask me that. <laughs> that gets a little more complicated. No. <laughs> um, so what is an emergency fund? Um, an emergency fund is it, basically it's in a fund that you have easy access to some money that you've saved up to deal with something unexpected. So usually that takes, um, you know, it's nothing too special. Usually it's a savings account or a money market account. Basically you just want a fund or an account that you have easy access to and quick access to. So if, you know, something happens that's unexpected, um, you know, your spouse loses a job, so your cash flow is kind of reduced, you know, you don't have to sell some stocks at an inopportune time to be able to just survive and meet your monthly uh, cash flow needs. So you don't want to risk your principal in an emergency fund, so that's why a savings account is good. Um, you know, 
And one of the reasons I think an emergency fund is so important, even for military fans, I know when I was on active duty, the last thing I worried about was a disruption in my pay. In fact, I used to talk to my buddies about that, thinking that, you know, we'd be the last people on the whole earth that would to have a disruption in our pay. And then, you know, fast forward to 2011, and we got, you know, so close to that. So, um you know, there are – it is an important aspect in your budget uh, that allows you to kind of, for a period of time, absorb an, an, an unexpected event. Well, and even with the military, I was just talking um, to uh, Rick that's here in my office, and he said his buddies who – what are they, Rick? The, there's the USMC Reserves didn't get paid last month, and they canceled training due to budget. Hmm. Oh wow. Yeah. So, so the there was, was some... extended a month and but yet the end result of it is that they didn't get paid for last month. So those are the type of things that you really, you know, an emergency at some point in everybody's life is just bound to happen. There's we live in too chaotic of a world for not to have some sort of emergency at some point in your life. So, you know, having a little bit of reserve to kind of prepare you for that makes you feel a lot more confident if, you know, you do lose a job or you do miss a paycheck. So I guess, Josh, I can't say that a manicure and pedicure, new shoes for a date would count as being able to take that out of my emergency fund. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Well, I've had this debate with my wife before. and (laughs) Who has a wonderful name, I might add. Oh, yes, uh, yes. She liked yours, too, Sandra. (laughs) Her name is Sandra. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But, no, generally you kind of want to put this off to the side and kind of forget about it. And, um, you know, a lot of people ask me, you know, well, how much should I have in an emergency fund? And the textbook answer is really around six months' worth of living expenses. But in reality, that amount really varies depending upon your individual circumstances. So, uh, you know, it can be as small as three months. You know, and for folks in the military, especially if you have – if your spouse has – is working and also has a very um, stable income, stable job, you know, you can get away with three months of living expenses uh, in an emergency fund, particularly if you have another source of income, either be a spouse or maybe you have a 401k retirement account. Of course, you don't like to pull money out of there. Um, no, does it kill you when you take money out? Well, you can take a sh- you can take a loan, and as long as you pay that back, you won't. Um, you won't um, be penalized, I think, as a 10% uh, extra tax. But each employer kind of has a different um, uh, a different rule with that. But I think um, in terms of the TSP, I think you are allowed to take a short-term loan if you get into, uh, you get into a shoe tough trouble. time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> exactly. Get into shoe or handbag trouble. Yes. So, Robin, you know what that's like to, to dip into the emergency fund. I know I had to dip into my oh, emergency absolutely. fund well, with the divorce. Yeah. My daughter got married, and um, she, uh, of course, it had to be when my husband's unemployed. <laughs> so, yeah, you do. You find a way, and you juggle. But um, but it, it is harder when you are on a, a more fixed income. 
But um, and speaking of retirement funds, that's sort of what we had to look at is is borrowing against our retirement fund. And I think in our next segment, that's probably some of the topics we're going to get into, I think, Josh, aren't we? Yeah, Absolutely. I think we're gonna. We are definitely yeah. going to hit that uh, here soon. Sounds good. All right, you guys. This is Sandra Beck. I'm the host of Military Mom Talk Radio, along with Robin Boyd. We're going to pick up Josh Garcia with some financial help for military families and talking about budgeting and retirement when we come back after the break. Are you a military mom looking for help in dealing with the system? Keeping the home fires burning. That's what we're here for. It's Military Mom Talk Radio with Sandra Beck and Tina Gonzalez. And we'll be right back after these. Come be a part of Pat Sloan's Creative Talk Radio. Her goal is to inspire you to be creative every day. Pat Sloan's Creative Talk Radio, Monday afternoons at 4, 3 central on toginet.com. Pat lives and breathes being creative through her quilt design business, but her creativity and interests have no bounds. On her show, she'll be introducing us to guests through interviews and talks that have a creative life. We'll learn more about what goes on in the world of quilting. And since Pat, like many of us, is creative in many ways, she'll also introduce us to creative people in other crafts like knitting, crochet, paper arts, and lots more. Pat is also an author, a lecturer, designer, and cheerleader of many. She's tried her hand at making almost everything you can think of and does many crafts to keep her inspired to create. Check out her website, patsloan.com. What makes Pat most happy is to inspire others to be creative every day. So join us for Pat Sloan's Creative Talk Radio, Monday afternoons at 4, 3 central on toginet.com. Hey moms, get ready for Living the Dream Mom with Nina Fry. Thursday mornings at 10, 9 a.m. central on toginet.com. Living the Dream Mom is about the true realities of motherhood, the beauty and the rewards of watching your children grow. All these moms have something in common. They put their kids first. It's not about the kids all the time and the diapers and the bottles and the breastfeeding. It's about showcasing the mother in motherhood, real moms in the real world. Do you get it? Now that's what the show is about. So every week, let's get together and we'll share these great stories with you guys. And I hope by the end of the show, you'll be saying, you know what? That is my life. Nina gets it. And I can't hardly wait to see what she brings me next week. Don't miss the next Living the Dream Mom. It's real moms in the real world. Thursday mornings at 10, 9 a.m. Central. Living the Dream Mom with Nina Fry on toginet.com. Put a boot in your ass. It's in Welcome back to Military Mom Talk Radio on toginet.com. Covering topics to help on the home front. With help from those who know how the system works and how to work the system. It's more fun than a sale at the BX. Now, let's get back to it. It's Military Mom Talk Radio. Here again are your hosts, Tina Gonzalez and Sandra Beck. Courtesy of the red, white, and blue. Military Moms, this is Sandra Beck, and I am here with Robin Boyd, and we're talking about money today. Money, money. Good kind of money money. that we can go buy shoes, just the kind of money money that we have to save. Yes, emergency funds. That's our goal. That's that's the operative word here. That is the operative word. Um, We have emergency funds, and Josh talked about, what did he say, three months? 
Mm. It's, uh, you know, it just really depends on each individual circumstance. But, you know, three to six months is a general rule of thumb. I think what's so hard is getting started because it's all well and good to get into a habit of, say, even if it's 5 or $10 a week that you're tucking away, but just getting it started, especially if you're on a fixed income like we are right now, um, you just barely are making the car and the insurance and the utilities. And then on top of that, to try to eke something out, that's hard. Yeah, like where do you cut? Hmm. Well, it's Josh. (laughs) (laughs) Nobody likes to hear about cutting. (laughs) Nobody (laughs) likes to hear about budgeting. But it really—it's so important that um, every family has an idea of what their cash flow looks like. You know, just like every business needs to understand what's coming in and what's going out. You know, every family should have a good idea of. Hey, here's the income that we bring in each month, and here are our expenses going out. And just that knowledge, the ability to to kind of write that information down and put it on a piece of paper really helps people identify areas where, hey, maybe I could cut back a little bit here, or, you know, maybe we really are maxed out for the next six months, but you can at least start to develop a bit of a plan and get an idea of where some possibilities are that you might be able to find a little bit of money. The other thing that it helps you do by getting an idea of, hey, here's kind of what my spending plan or budget, my wife preferred spending plan. I always try to use that word because you can do spending. Budgeting is kind of like dieting. Nobody likes it. You That's know? right. Like I have an eating, a new eating plan. I'm not on a diet. I have yeah. a new eating plan. <laughs> exactly. So, you know, once you kind of put this on paper, it really kind of, you know, money is such a difficult topic between man and wife, if you, if you as a family sit down and can kind of, you know, just write this stuff down, it really becomes a way, an avenue to talk about, hey, and set expectations with regard to spending in certain areas. So, uh, and once you have an idea of what you're spending on, you'll be able to more than likely identify some areas where you can save money, you know, and allow you to start planning for some longer-term goals like retirement or a child's education or a home purchase. I think it's important, too, for uh, a couple to know both be on the same page. So many times either the man or the woman takes care of the finances so that when the other one is away or um, I know my neighbor uh, died of a heart attack very suddenly and his wife hadn't a clue where anything was or what, where to even begin and she hadn't had to even do any bilping all of her married life. So I guess um, that in and of itself, just being both communicating about where your finances are is, is very important too. Oh, yeah, we see, <clears throat> we see that a lot with, you know, our clients. Sometimes folks will bring in just a, just a big box of yeah. papers, and they're like, well, this is kind of what I have. And we say, well, you know, we'll kind of... You know, we go through and separate page by page and try to make sense of everything. But it's, you know, it's really important to do that, I think, on a a family, you know, husband-wife level if you can. Because it it just, like I said, I think it helps reduce some of the financial stress. Well, and are there any special options that somebody would have, you know, for retirement? Well, um, 
in terms of in terms of what what options like, like saving for retirement? Day, you mean? Yeah. Well, sure. Um, you know, you can you can do a lot of things. It just really depends on each individual situation. But in terms of, for example, the military, for folks in the military, you really are. Uh, the government does do a great job of offering you lots of options in terms of saving for retirement. Well, first off, you have one of the last, as a military member, you have one of the last remaining defined benefit pension plans. And all defined benefit means is, you know, it's kind of a a guarantee that if you work 20 years, uh, you get a percentage of your basic pay for the rest of your life. And, you know, in the private sector, that's virtually unheard of now. But beyond the um, defined benefit, the military offers things to save for retirement in addition to that. And I'm sure everybody's heard of the thrift savings plan. I don't know if you guys have heard of that. We've just come across it, yeah. Yeah, it's it's um, it offers benefits like a civilian 401k account would have. Okay. So basically you can contribute um, – pre-tax money into your TSP. So each time you try to, or each paycheck, you can say, hey, on an annual basis, I'd like to... I'd like to contribute maybe 10% of my pay into my TSP account or thrift savings plan, my 401k. So each, you can set this up with your service uh, with a form. I think a lot of folks can do it online now. It's been, it's been a while since I've done it but you can uh, – the military will take out that amount of your pay, 10%, and automatically, without you even having to do anything, it will be invested in your thrift savings plan. And you have a lot of investment options within that thrift savings plan, too. And the great thing about that is that when you contribute on a pre-tax basis, your money will grow tax-deferred until you withdraw your funds sometime presumably during retirement. So you don't get taxed. You you can lower your tax bill. You can let that money that isn't taxed grow until you need it sometime, hopefully much later. And so it's really a great benefit for military folks. Now, do you have to roll it over into a different type of fund once you're uh, discharged from the military, once you've separated from the military? No. For example, like uh, when I left active duty, um, there is that option, if you like. Um, sometimes you can roll it over, and there could be a number of reasons for that, but maybe you want additional investment options than what the TSP offers. Uh, you could roll it over, and you know somebody could help run you through what your various options are. But really, the TSP um, has a number of different investment options. Um, you can go to their website, tsp.gov, for mm-hmm. more information. They have a lot of um, a lot of different funds. But for folks that say, hey, you know, I really don't know anything about investing. I just want to save this money. I know I need to be saving. but I, And I want to make sure that, um, you know, the investments are being taken care of, they offer, um, I don't know if you've ever heard of life cycle funds, but basically these funds are professionally managed uh, investment mixes that tailor, that are tailored to meet objectives based on various time horizons. So basically that means, hey, you can invest this money, and for example, one of them is uh, called the 2040 life cycle fund, I think. So mm-hmm. Basically, if you would like to retire or need access to those funds in the year 2040, you just put your money in this life cycle fund, and as 
we move towards 2040, investment managers will slowly change your uh, investment mix to get more conservative, so you're more suited to be able to withdraw that money around 2040. So it's really, it's kind of, it, the government has really tried to make it as simple as possible for folks to save for their retirement. Okay, so this is why we're use you for the fee only, because all that stuff, Robin, did you get any of it? Well, I'm following it, but I don't know where to begin. And then this is there again. I'm thinking, who would I, if I'm living in Memphis, Tennessee, who would I go to to even help me set this up? I mean, any independent broker or uh, financial advisor or, I mean, I would love to be in California to go to Josh, but um, well, where, um, where would they go? Well, for the TSP, um, if folks feel comfortable doing it on their own, you can do everything through your particular service. And um, however, if you would like to uh, get some additional help and have some professional advice, I would recommend um, that you try to find a fee-only financial advisor in your area. And mm -hmm. as I mentioned before, the fee-only folks, as fee-only advisors, we have like a fiduciary obligation. So we have to do what's in your best interest, which is not necessarily the case when you're dealing with stockbrokers. There's a different sure. standard. Um, they call it suitability standard. But basically, as a, if you have a fiduciary obligation, it's kind of like going to see an attorney. They have to give you their best advice. And uh, also by going to a fee-only person, they're, they're going to charge you an hourly rate. So they won't try to sell you anything. And if you wanted to find one of those, I would recommend you go to um, a website, and it's called www.napfa.org. And that acronym, I know I'm talking to a bunch of military folks, so mm -hmm. you're familiar with the acronym. acronyms. <laughs> yes. I think it stands for National Association of Personal Financial Advisors. But basically, it's an organization dedicated to fee-only financial planning. So if you just go on the Internet to Google and type NAPFA, it will come up. And there's a link on there where you can, you can click on it and say, find an advisor. And you can type in your zip code, I think, and it will, it will help you identify somebody close to you. But that's and, so if, good, and if Josh, you can't find anybody, we'd be happy to uh, you know, take your phone call here in California. We work with yes. people all over the country. Oh, Josh, wow. want to give that number out? Sure. Um, the, our phone number is 626-844-4630. And you can also check us out online. We are at uh, firstfinancialconsulting.net. All one word, firstfinancialconsulting.net. can learn well, a little bit about us. So great, Josh, because sometimes you just want to ask questions and you don't want to get sold something. And we're going to talk a little bit more about this when we get back from the break. Uh, my name is Sandra Beck, and I am the host of Military Mom Talk Radio, along with the lovely Robin Boyd. <laughs> and, um, Robin, this is just so important. Even though I hate to save and I love to spend, um, I think it's some one of these conversations that we need to have. And when we get back from the break, we're going to talk about consumer debt. Are you a military mom looking for help in dealing with the system? Keeping the home fires burning? That's what we're here for. It's Military Mom Talk Radio with Sandra Beck and Tina Gonzalez. 
and we'll be right back after these. think I've made it. I'm popular. I seem happy all the time. I have great clothes and I'm involved in everything. But I have questions, doubts, and fears, just like every other teenager. That's why I'm glad for Teen Talk Radio, where it's all about choices. Join us for Teen Talk Radio with Nicole O'Dell, Thursday nights at 10, 9 central on toginet.com. The choices we have to make that can alter the course of our lives. Life is too much pressure if we try to go it alone. I tune in to Teen Talk Radio with Nicole O'Dell every week to get reminded that I'm not alone. Nicole O'Dell is an expert on what happens in the lives of teenagers. Join her as she deals with topics like peer pressure, purity, drugs, alcohol, and many other things that might come up along the way. She writes books and speaks to people all over the place, but she says her favorite moments are when she can pull up a chair and chat with teens about what's important to us. For more information on Nicole and her books, go to NicoleO'Dell.com. Then join us for Teen Talk Radio with Nicole O'Dell, Thursday nights at 10, 9 central on Toginet.com. Teen Talk Radio, where it's all about choices. The American Rock and Roll Countdown with Alex Price. So where were you in the 1970s? Well, this Saturday morning, we're going to flash back to the 70s as we count down the classic hits with the American Rock and Roll Countdown. You'll hear news and information and stories about the artist and what was going on during the specific week that we highlight. So be sure to join us at 9 o'clock Eastern Standard Time this Saturday on Toginet for the American Rock and Roll Countdown. The American Rock and Roll Countdown on Toginet. There ain't no doubt I love this land. God bless the USA. Welcome back to Military Mom Talk Radio on Toginet.com. Covering topics to help on the home front with help from those who know how the system works and how to work the system. It's more fun than a sale at the BX. Now, let's get back to it. It's Military Mom Talk Radio. Here again are your hosts, Tina Gonzalez and Sandra Beck. Hey, Military Mom. This is Sandra Beck, and I'm here with Robin Boyd, and we are talking about the sometimes uncomfortable saving of money. I don't know if it's uncomfortable, more as unpleasant. Well, <laughs> but it's <laughs> just such a challenge, and I think it always weighs heavily on everybody. And there again, it doesn't matter what your income bracket is that you're uh, you are in. You have to deal with it, and your expenses are larger as your income bracket is larger. So everyone's got to deal with it. Yeah. It is. It's, you know, it's part of, and I think, you know, one of the things that's happening right now is, um, I don't know anybody who doesn't have, um, credit card debt. Mm-hmm. You know, I think that's, I don't know, I just, let's see, hold on, Josh? <laughs> yes, hello. Um, do you have any credit card debt? Probably not, being Mr. Financial <laughs> Planner. None that I'll admit to. No, I do not have any. Yeah. <laughs> Unfortunately. Yeah, I didn't have any credit card debt until recently, like until, you know, in the past, like, six months. Like, I've always been, you know, really good at paying off my bills and, and not, um, you know, not exceeding, um, you know, what I make. But some months, that you know, it's just happened. And I would think on a national level, I mean, everybody I talk to is is has credit, other than you, Josh. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you for that. <laughs> yes. 
You know what I did want to ask quickly uh, before we get into uh, talking about consumer debt is is mutual funds because that confuses the heck out of me. I don't know why. I can't get my head wrapped around it. Um, is is it prudent for people who are in the military to even be looking at that as an investment or should they kind of wait until they're on a, on a regular payroll? I would recommend, uh, again, I mean, each individual's circumstance is very different. Um, However, if they're in the military, I would recommend prior to going out and buying a mutual fund or purchasing a mutual fund. Wow. Hello? Yeah, yeah, you would, huh? Uh, No, 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 I wouldn't. Oh, you wouldn't. Oh, okay. No, I'm sorry, and... I have some background noise here. I apologize for that. But what I'm saying is that I would recommend that they uh, contribute the maximum that they can to their TSP prior to going out and because you get a tax savings by doing that. So you want to maximize your 401K or your TSP. In general, these are general things, but you want to maximize that contribution before you start investing in taxable accounts because once you buy a mutual fund, you're going to have capital gains tax and those type of things. And those are all deferred in uh, like a 401K. You don't have to pay that information or that Yes, exactly. So, I just don't. I I get so frustrated because you just never know whose mutual funds are better and how to determine that. And you really, I that that's an area that is is completely vague to me. Okay. Well, let me try to. First of all, I think it's helpful to um, define exactly what a mutual fund is versus I, stocks, huh? Versus individual stocks. So mm. basically, when you buy a mutual fund, you invest um, with an investment company, say uh, Vanguard or a T. Rowe Price. Those are pretty common names that people see on the TV quite frequently. So that investment company pools your money with others that have invested in this mutual fund, and they invest in stocks, bonds, or other securities, depending on what the objective of the mutual fund is. But you get several benefits by investing in a mutual fund, and one of those is that you get professional management. So mutual funds are usually managed by very well-educated people, Mm -hmm. and they have a whole team of research folks whose full-time job is to pick and choose what investments are right for that mutual fund. So it kind of of negates your responsibility in terms of, hey, you give these your money to this mutual fund company, you're paying them to kind of select which stocks and bonds are best for you. And do you share the risk along with the gain? Well, certainly there is there's definitely investment risk. I mean, any time that uh, you move outside of, say, uh, FDIC-insured savings account, um, there's going to be risk. But with that risk comes uh, additional possibility for um, your money to grow at a faster rate. So one of the things that's very important is that people understand what their risk tolerance is. So, like, if you think back in, in the middle of 2008 when it was just everybody's like, I don't want to own a stock, you know, at all or a mutual fund, and everybody's just so scared and that fear, if if you can think back to 2008 and you sold, you know, that was 
you know, it was very understandable, but you, as much as possible, we try to help folks understand, you know, when you invest in something, we want to be sure that you are comfortable with the possibility of knowing what the downside risk is as well as what the upside risk is. So it's uh, something that a fee-only planner can help you um, get a better handle on is what your risk tolerance is and, you know, what you are really comfortable with. Because, you know, it's not worth having trouble sleeping if you can achieve, you know, 12% annually, but on some years you're down 40% and you're only getting five hours of sleep a night because you're worried about your money. Well, and that is crazy, too, because I'll tell you, there are times that the the statement will come and we'll see some of the mutual funds start to, to drop. And the advisor is always, oh, just write it out. It's okay. It's okay. <laughs> I'm thinking, yeah, that's easy for him to say. <laughs> He's getting a commission one way or another. <laughs> this, is, this is a drop well, on my end, and I don't like it. Trust me when I tell you it's not too comfortable for advisors either when the market tanks like that. But oh, I guess God. the – the benefit that we have is just that um, more than, you know, when you get familiar with a particular career field, you kind of know what to expect. Mm-hmm. And so I guess advisors have the benefit of having seen, most of us, you know, having seen some ups and downs and understand that, you know, you have faith in the country and you have faith that things will recover. And so you just kind of have to, the biggest thing is, like I said, is to make sure that uh, before you invest, you have an idea of uh, what it is that you're trying to accomplish, your goals, but also that you're willing to accept the level of risk that a certain investment will require you to take. That all-important word, risk. <laughs> yes. Risk. <laughs> yes, there's uh there's certainly no guarantees, but um you know, if you if you manage your money correctly and you have the a, a professional helping you allocate your funds, you know, you can with a high degree of certainty develop a range where you'll know kind of the upside of what you're with the risk that you're taking in the the funds that you're investing in, you'll kind of know what your upside potential is, but you'll also know a downside potential. So that's kind of the approach that we take in terms of, hey, Mr. and Mrs. Client, you know, there will be some years where you could be up 10%. There may be some years where you're down 25%. But over the long term, you know, you can feel confident that you'll achieve this goal and uh, average a rate of return around, you know, I'm making up numbers, but obviously, mm-hmm. but 10% or something like that. Mm-hmm. And usually if people kind of go in um, to the investment understanding that there's going to be significant fluctuation mm-hmm. in order to achieve, reach the goal that they want to, to get to, then, um, you know, they're more apt to stick with it when the times get tough. Hmm. Makes me nervous, but I I, I know. know. You gotta... Makes me just want to call Josh and go, Josh, That's figure right. it out. I know. <laughs> Take care of these things for me. But That's I think, you. yeah, exactly. But I think for your audience, um, you know, I I think the best option, more than likely, is to in to maximize what you can into your the retirement account that the government, the military has offered you. So, Mm -hmm. 
I think it helps reduce your tax bill, which is very helpful. We all just paid taxes recently. Um, or not. Or not. Sorry. Some of us got a refund. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody's going to tattle on you <laughs> with as many <laughs> listeners as you have. Um, but I, it, it's, it can be something the government has, like I was mentioning before, those lifestyle funds, which really takes your active need to follow the investment on a consistent basis away. You know, you should always check your statements to make sure everything's doing mm-hmm. well. But um, you put in one of these lifestyle funds, and the professionals will manage it in such a way that they reduce your risk as you're getting closer to retirement when you may need those funds. So um, it's really a, a great way to go about doing it. Well, I think it was it was very apropos to have some financial advice so close to uh, tax day because now we can start our, our focusing on the new the new year and uh, get ourselves ready for next year and be in a better position. I think I think we're going to try a house sander. We'll give it a go. Yes, we'll give it the old college try. We'll give it the brown and gold crusader <laughs> try. No, well, <laughs> I am going to have to check that out. That's kind of disturbing. My mascot has totally been <laughs> oh, your wiped out. Up one side and down the other. <laughs> I know it. We're so close to the end, Josh, you should probably give us your website one more time. Oh, okay. I'll be happy to. Um, again, uh, our website is first financialconsulting.net, and if you have any questions or you heard anything that um, you wanted to ask uh, me or one of the advisors at our office about, again, you can reach us at 626-844-4630. And I did also, if I have oh, one minute, I'm sorry, I was going to give out another seconds. website. Make 30 count. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Okay. It was a pleasure being on your show. Oh, you guys, anybody listening today who wants some help, check out firstfinancialconsulting.net. Our guest today has been Josh Garcia, who did the um, best he could with me and Robin uh, to talk about financial things. I think the most important thing today was to try to put an emergency fund together, um, you know, for three to six months and um, to just keep working, and we will all get through this economy together. My name is Sandra Beck. I'm the host of Military Mom Talk Radio along with Robin Boyd. I wish you guys a very happy tax day. Get out there, file, lick your stamp, send it out, do what you need to do. 